Hi, we're the baby producers. We're producers and we're just babies. Yeah, I'm just a little toddler-sized t- baby, and uh, he's a baby too. So uh, we're just producers, and we we have to admit something. It's pr- it's pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, normally, uh, so we we produce literally millions of award-winning podcasts all, all across the galaxy. But but this this is our lowest-rated one, the SFBCPC. But we keep producing it for some reason. Yeah, all these really great podcasts like Baby WTF with Baby Mark Marin and uh, uh, Baby yeah. Comedy Bang Bang. Yeah, ba- Baby Serial. All, all sorts of baby podcasts for all the millions and trillions of babies out there in the universe and galaxy. Yeah. Any, anyway, uh, last episode, uh, Brent and John said that they could handle all the controls all by themselves because they were grown-ass adults. But you know what happened? They messed it up! They messed it all up! Yeah, because they're a bunch of fucking idiots. And John, he, he thinks that he has corporeal form sometimes, so he's trying to press buttons that he couldn't even press. And it was just really frustrating for everybody, especially us, because we're just little babies. We have, we have all this responsibility. We have all this other stuff to do. We, we listened to their audio, and it was mostly just, just Brent coughing and, and breathing. It was really bad! Yeah, which, I mean, honestly, we probably could have released it, and it would have been just as good as all the other episodes, but, you know, we're not going to stand for this. We're going to make him do it again. Anyway, so they have to record this whole episode again, and we're going to sit in the sound booth and listen to the whole time and, and make 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 sure they get the sound, and their jokes are good. And... <laughs> yeah, we, we, we have lots of notes, lots of notes on the jokes. They're, they're so stupid. They're such, a, such juvenile humor most of the time. So anyway... Please enjoy this next episode of the SFBCPC Mini App, whatever they're calling it now. We'll be here making sure it's top quality. Yep, we're little babies. See ya. Bye. Welcome back, universe, to the SFBCPC Mini App. That's an abbreviation for Sci-Fi Book Club Podcast Miniature Episode. On today's mini-ep, we'll be talking about Stranger Things, Season 1, Episode 6, created by the Duffer Brothers and released in Earth Year 2016. I'm your host, Brent Aldrich. And with me, as always, via holographic projection, it's my co-host, Mr. John Love. Hi, John. Hello. And also joining me, as always, on these mini-eps, it's Steve. Hello, Steve. Hey, Brent. Now, guys, I just um, saw a little clip of this uh, uh, music video that I've been uh, listening to at the beginning of these mini-eps. Uh, Africa, and uh, they're all they're all miniature. They're all standing on little books. Anyway, well, that sound, sounds like our asshole uh, producers. <laughs> They're miniature people. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's little babies. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel a little bad calling tiny little babies assholes, but, you know, call them like you see them. Steve, I don't know if you've met, I don't know if you've met our baby producers before. They're, they're the ones staring through the glass over there on the soundboard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I heard them. They sound, uh, they sound like real nice guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. Some say I just don't want to get kicked off I mean, this episode. Yeah, I mean, if you if you want a podcast of your own, they're the guys to talk to. But 
I don't know. Kind of a house it'll work with, if you ask me. <laughs> well, anyway. Really good rappers, though, i got to admit. <laughs> yeah. They have, they have thrown down some beats once in a while with us. And, uh, I mean, they are just little babies, but um, pretty they dope. They hot fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, anyway, um, let's see. Stranger Things, uh, Season 1, Episode 6, which we're talking about for the first time uh, ever uh, on this recording as of this date. That's right. Uh, yeah, do we, do we start by rolling? Yeah, you find yourself. Uh, John, you've thrown... Living in a shotgun shack. You've, <laughs> you so. may find yourself with a portal thrown beneath your feet. You may ask yourself, how did I get here? You may say to yourself, this is not my space-time warp. I may say to myself, I just rolled the two. Oh. Roll for initiative. Roll for initiative. <laughs> um, six. This is my beautiful 12. Ooh. Got him. John, you did throw a, a rift in, in space-time directly below uh, Steve's feet, uh, thinking you could entrap him. But joke's on you. He, he like, cannonballed down into that opening uh, of his own free will and now barreling down this, this tunnel. And, Steve, you find yourself in a... Uh, in, in a dark, dark, almost identical version of the very holographic projection barbershop you just left. Uh, there's floaty bits of, of snow or anthrax in the air uh, floating everywhere. Uh, what's your move? Uh, I, I, I look around. I, uh, my feet are kind of sticking to the ground. Everything's kind of dark. There's some like weird grumbling noises in the corner. I head towards that. Okay, yeah. You you see you see two sort of ghostly shapes from a distance, but you you can't make them out. You you hear something very sexy uh, emanating from from down the down the way. Uh, John, are you doing anything on the other side of the portal? I'm trying to close it up. Of course. Oh, oh okay, okay. Um, let's see. I'm trying sti- stitching it together. Okay. Uh, what are you using? Some kind of holographic needle and thread? Yeah, holographic needle and thread. Uh, high, um, high test fishing line. Holographic, of course, to catch holographic fish. <laughs> We're closing this bad boy up. Exactly. All right. Well, I think we'll leave it dangling there. John, you won the initiative roll this time, so we'll make a note of that later. Uh, all right. Uh, does that mean that I start the proceedings in this? I don't think I've ever won the role before. Well, uh, later on, you're going to get to uh, make up the first word uh, when we rhyme uh, three words. But yeah, I mean, yes. if you want to, if you want to begin right now and take it away, be my guest. All right, Galaxy. It's time for everybody's favorite segment. Who's the hero? Uh, welcome back to Who's the Hero. Uh, I'm your guest and sometimes hero, John, and with me are the other two sometimes heroes, Stephen Brent. Hi, Stephen Brent. Hi, John. Hi, John. Uh, who got second in the initiative role? I believe it was Brent. That would be me. Brent, it would be against the spirit of this game for me to reveal the hero at the beginning, even though I won the initiative role. So uh, why don't you tell me right. who's the hero? Right, 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 right. Um, you know, we, we did just watch this episode, and I'm pretty certain that the hero of this episode, it's the hardworking men and women of Hawkins Power and Light. Uh, you know, those first few episodes, a lot of power outages, a lot of phone problems, a lot of light problems. 
Uh, we see him driving all over Hawkins this episode, uh, waving to kids, saying hi. Uh, no more electrical problems in, in several episodes. So keep, keep keeping our workers, keeping our power uh, made right here in the good old U.S. of A. Hawkins Power and Light. They're the heroes. All right. Um, good guess, but you're wrong. With Steve, Steve, what do you got? Who's the hero? My hero of this episode are kneeling group hugs, as we see at the end after Eleven owns some fools and breaks some arms. Mm. Mm. We see a tired group of our three compatriots huddled together in a in a group hug aside the cliff. Group hugs. Cliffside kneeling group hugs. All right, this is uh, unprecedented act- points actually awarded in Who's the Hero, but I'll Wait. get to that. Hold on, hold on. I didn't say full points. I did not say full points awarded. <laughs> anything I can get. All right, so as we all know, uh, in the running for Who's the Hero, we had um, Eleven, uh, who did some great stuff, Saving Mike, but also did some bad stuff. So in this one, she's kind of a, a moral wash, I think. Um, we see that she opened up the t- uh, the, the butthole portal, uh, so I, I don't know. Eleven's kind of out of the out of the running okay, as far okay. as I'm concerned. But then we have uh, as second place the gun shop employee that looks like Adam Sandler. <laughs> um, I mean, any uh, anyone who looks like such a famous, uh, well known, and uh, actor who deserves right. all the praise that he ever has gotten, yeah, like really, Adam Sandler, really beloved. So he's a hero um, for that and that alone. Uh, but our hero is Dustin, who took part in that triple hug. So Steve gets one third of a point. Whoa! Whoa. An unprecedented points award. Wow! And who's the hero? Um, Put it in the yep, record. Yep, Dustin. Book. Dustin was uh, the rational hero of this episode. He, um, you know, bringing people together, telling people off when they're being dicks. He's just, he's just a real good guy. Uh, and that's how we play Who's the Hero? And this brings us right into everybody's yeah. second favorite segment, Dyson's Question Master Corner. Th- th- this is why we go straight into the, the next segment. Because we need to address something that Dustin, our hero of this episode, did say in this episode, which clears up a question from a previous Dyson's Question Master mm. Corner, oh. which is just just how did Eleven make uh, Mr. P-Pants pee his pants? I don't remember his name, so he's just going to be Mr. P-Pants with the knife. We know what we're uh, talking about. Quote from, quote from Dustin the Hero, she squeezed your tiny bladder with her mind. Uh there you have it. That's an answer. That's as clear cut as an answer as you'll ever find on uh, Dyson's yeah. Question Master Corner. Hope, uh, hope, but hope, we'll go to the second question. Hope Dyson's happy about that. You know, absolutely. I, I, I mean, mean, he has, he has to go to these questions. He's so good, so good at questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to un- unwrap the uh, the next question that he left for us for this episode. <clears throat> uh, can you have more than one best friend? thoughts oof right which was also a question with in episode right i mean uh, uh mike and dustin debate this very fact uh dustin seems to say no until he's included in the group best friends i don't know that's a hard one yeah i mean mm. by by the math no 
but you know, best best right. means one like the best friend. Can have best friends because then nobody's the best friend. Right. I mean, Dyson's my best friend. <laughs> there you go. My um, mom's my best friend. All right, so, sounds like we have a bunch of pedantic lexographers on the episode today yeah. uh, who are saying that best can only mean one. Uh, but we do have an answer from uh, from Dyson, who I feel like was this. Dustin was kind of the spiritual Dyson of this episode um, in, in a lot of ways. For one, Dustin brought up both of these questions that uh, that Dyson had had. So the answer from uh, from Dyson, this is straight from uh, the horse's mouth, as they say, not from me at all. Um, you can have more than one best friend, but the sum total of their legs has to be two. Uh, and, and it and it does Wait. say here it does say here in Dyson's handwriting. I'll show you the paper in just a second. Yeah, uh, it does say here that his best friends, because I have zero legs, it's just kind of a wispy tail thing, and uh, and then his dad um, Duogen Duogen <laughs> Papasan Duogen Papasan. Yeah, so I mean, he says you can have more than one, but the total of legs has to be two. So, so yeah, John. I can show you. I can show you this yeah, totally yeah, yeah. not forged handwriting. Yeah, can we see that not forged handwriting? Yep, here you go. Yep. <laughs> that looks that looks specific or distinctly like a holographic version of Dyson's handwriting. Just, All right. Just uh, just putting that out there. All right, Mister Tinfoil Hat. Why don't you go fuck yourself? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, John, I'm just curious. I mean, I know that obviously Dyson wrote this, but let's say that. I mean, I don't know. I'm curious if you even agree with that premise because if um, if you can have multiple best friends, but uh, they have to only have two, it seems like there's a multiple, and, and and that implies that you could have two friends with one leg each. What if what if you have a friend that has lost half a leg and a whole leg, and then you have another friend that has a whole leg? So in total, there's one and a half legs. Does that count? No, that's 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 uh, three quarters of a best friend. Would you be friends with two one leggers? I mean, I'm not personally. I think you, I think you can be like if you're that type of person. Uh, but I don't see why you don't just go straight to uh, the, the two legger. It seems like a waste of time. What about a, 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 I, I just I just feel like the answer implies a multiple with two legs betwixt them. <laughs> well. I mean, it could imply that. It could also just imply one person with two. It depends what type of person you are. Some people are bad people. Some people are good people. And that concludes this know. episode of Appendage Arithmetic. <laughs> I thought you were just going to close uh, out the segment. <laughs> uh, man, that was, that was my favorite segment, Appendage Arithmetic. It was so short. And, that's, okay. uh, and that yeah. ends Dyson's Question Master Corner. Can I open up the ap- uh, appendix arithmetic again? Appendage arithmetic. <laughs> oh, appendix arithmetic is my if other you're favorite segment. To the appendage arithmetic, right. then there's an appendix for the appendage arithmetic. Yeah, we'll get to that. I'd like the I, I, appendix A in the appendage uh, arithmetic. Uh-huh. If you have uh, seven appendages riding on a train that's going at light speed, uh, you know towards Saturn and, 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 and 21 more appendages and three appendices, uh, 
on an airplane uh, going the opposite direction from Neptune, uh, at, at what time on Tuesday will they meet? We can't answer this question. Is it January or September? Good point. No one It sounds Tr- like you got a Wiggler Tr- on board. Trick question, Wiggler on board. Wiggler on board that plane. Yeah. <laughs> Wiggler on board nullifies the answer. Of course. Yeah, the uh, the Wiggler theorem. Uh, class- classic uh, exactly. arithmetic. You, you forgot to account for the Wiggler. You forgot right. about the Wiggler. That was the unknown variable. Very good. Well, on that note, I mean, I do have some update on the uh, everybody's favorite segment, due diligence. <laughs> Just to, to trace the lineage back a little bit, we've got we've got some word on 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 the Scoobs, uh, mom and dad. There's there's moms and daddy do, but uh, the the question we had was like there's the Do's and there's the Scoobies and how the the namesake is passed. So I'm pretty sure the I'm pretty sure that the paternal line are the Do's because you've got uh, you've got Spooky Do and Horton Do, which are maybe uncles like brothers. And then you've got Yankee Doodle Doo, ancient, you know, ancestor. Pretty dandy guy. But then you've got Granddad Scooby. <laughs> so I'm assuming that Scooby is maybe a maiden name of his mom, uh, because then you've also got Great Grandpa Scooby. Um, a lot of these, uh, a lot of these, we, we aren't sure of, uh, you know, the other uh, parent in a lot of these cases. So we don't know if they're asexual or not. We don't know if they can just self divide. <laughs> Uh, produce a new Scooby. Um, either, either in, in either of, either of these situations, are we just determining that Scooby Doo has two last names? Well, I feel like yeah, Scooby Doo, like the Doo side, and the Scooby side, and they just like no first name, just Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo. Ro Yeah, he took the maternal maiden name as the first name. It's progressive. That's very uh, yeah, it's very progressive. I agree. Scoob. Uh, uh, well, here's here's my one one question mm-hmm. with the lineage, and maybe, maybe we could get into this in later due, episodes of due diligence. But are there any other um, anyone anyone else along the uh, like lower uh, or, or more recent or younger along the uh, the lineage sure. uh, like Scrappy Doo? Well, Scrappy Doo's a nephew of Scooby Doo. Scooby has several siblings that we know about. Ruby Doo. Scrappy's mom. Don't know who Scrappy's daddy is. There's Yabadoo, also a sibling. Skippy Doo and Howdy Doo, all brothers. So Scrappy is the youngest Doo that we do know of, right? Mm-hmm. We don't know if he's reproduced. We do. We don't. All right. We do. <laughs> well, as far as I'm concerned, they've reached the pinnacle of their evolution. Uh, once they finally become solely two-legged creatures with Scrappy Doo, they should just end it. End it there. Right. Bipedal. I think we should. I think we should close the book. <laughs> close the yeah. case. Close the book on. Uh, yeah, the, on the Doo Trail. Yeah. Well, that might be it. We'll be working. I'd, I'd like to get to the bottom of these uncles Horton Doo and Spooky Doo, but uh, I heard yeah, more heard of Doo. <laughs> it's quite possible. I guess we'll find out next time on Due Diligence. Well, is it that time for everyone's favorite segment, Steve's Prediction Corner? It is. Did we have a theme song for that? I don't remember. Oh, I think that, uh, I think, yeah, sure. Um, Of course we do. 
Steve's Prediction Corner, making predictions and getting points. But he doesn't get a lot of points, but he did other somewhere else today. It's fine. But we don't know if it counts for these points or not, or if those are separate points or how that arithmetic works either. But there's no more time for more arithmetic corners, so we'll just get into it, gang. Doop doop. Steve's Prediction Corner. Welcome back to Steve's Prediction Corner. I forget who hosts this, if it's me or you, John. (laughs) Who gives a shit? (laughs) (laughs) Steve, let's look at some predictions. First, I believe you said that two FBI agents show up from D.C. on a special assignment. Didn't see it. Didn't happen. I, I zero did, points awarded. Yeah, zero points. You know, I did start to wonder when we saw that woman from the very first episode who shot Benny. Um, right. We don't, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I did make a note of that words. as well. Like, if, if he should maybe get some points for that. But we don't know where she came from. So nope. Don't know if she's FBI. I don't think she came from Washington, D.C. So. No. Zero points. Nance gets a piece of that monster. Uh, nope. She got out of that hole and didn't get... She did get out of the hole. But she didn't get a piece of the monster. She didn't attack him or hit him or have to fight him for or, her safety. Or bring a little lock of his hair back yeah. from, you know, when she came out yeah, of the, the hole. Teeth. Yeah. Ten little jaw. Unless we think that the real monster was her abusive boyfriend, Steve. Oh! Which she she got slapped him. Steve. She slapped him. For sure. Okay, okay. Uh, Steve, are you related to Steve? Uh, only in name. No, I, I was thinking in the same way with, like, the Scooby lineage. Exactly. Right. Maybe it was a maternal name passed down. I'm not that progressive at all. Very traditional. What was your mom's um, maiden name? Steve. <laughs> I see no connection there, though. I don't get it. Zero points. <laughs> Zero points awarded. And that concludes Steve Progressive Corner. Um, we meet Lucas's dad. We had a killer opportunity to meet Lucas's dad. The boys go over and knock on his front door, and little Lucas lives by himself, no parents around, answers the door like a grown-ass right. parent, but no father. Right. At this point, I don't know if Lucas... So I think... I, I don't know... Yeah, if, I don't know if Lucas is... If it's a Home Alone situation, if he's booby-trapping doors and windows and his parents were on vacation without him... Or if it's he's just an eccentric millionaire child at this point who lives in a house by himself. Um, I don't know. The whole time they're arguing, like no parents show up. Like where are his parents? That they're like arguing about stuff that nobody knows about, and her, his parents are just nowhere. Absentee parents. Yeah, I, I think it's along the lines of what Brent was saying. I think it's kind of a clever uh, way of shooting the uh, the, the show. Where Lucas is actually like a fully grown adult, and he was in Nam. Yeah. TSD is that he acts like a child and feels like a kid all the time, and so just from you know the the camera's perspective, he is what he you know feels like, like he is instead of this yeah kind of creepy adult man that hangs out with kids all the time. Right. Now that's progressive. That's John's progressive corner. <laughs> a lot of corners this have. <laughs> Yeah. Have you seen this pod? There's a million corners in it. So many corners. Mm-hmm. Fourth well, prediction. Well, there was a half point bonus on that one if Chris Rock was his dad, oh, but uh, zero. Still, still could be. We don't know okay, yet. Okay. Still could be Chris well, Rock. Well, think about, you know, future predictions. Hopper 
drinks coffee. I don't think that he did in this episode. He smokes a cigarette. He makes a phone call. He stares at a lady that doesn't talk to him. He writes on his hand. He writes on his hand, but he doesn't drink coffee. Zero points. And finally, Lonnie opens a handyman business, uh, I think, to pay for Jonathan's education. Yeah, for Jonathan's years at, at NYU, NYU. Um, which doesn't happen. We don't even see Lonnie in this episode. He gets mentioned. And causes mm-hmm. uh, Jonathan to throw some punches, but we don't we don't see Lonnie. He might be starting a handyman business. <laughs> that might be where he is this whole episode. <laughs> yeah. Getting get together yeah. some funds and some capital to start up a, uh, a small enterprise. That would be the, that if that prediction would have come true. That's you should have gotten all the points yeah. so back from all the ones you got wrong. Yeah. That's a bold prediction based on everything we know about Lonnie. Yeah. So that was all of your predictions. Unfortunately, after a very high-scoring round, well, maybe, I don't know, sometime, zero zero additional points uh, this round of Cease Prediction Corner. John, do you have the running total? I do, yeah. Last week you got, uh, or last episode, you got 2.75. To bring your total up to 6.25 plus zero is 6.25 points. Thank you, John. Very good. Steve, you ready to make some predictions for next ep? You bet. Bear in, bear in mind, we only have two more eps ahead of us, and you gotta, you got to get to 11 if you want to win that prize package from Accidental Beans. Uh, did you meet a wizened old man in the marketplace, and he tra- gave you a little bag of beans, and you spilled them in your front yard, and a big beanstalk grew, and you think it might be magical, and... There's a giant that now is your kind of neighbor up the beanstalk, and you, you didn't mean to do any of that? Accidental beans. Whoops. <laughs> so do you have some predictions? And we're back. Yeah, and we're back. Um, I have five predictions this week. Prediction number one, Hopper flares his nostrils. <laughs> right. At some point in this episode, we're going to see a solid... One or two nostril flare. Okay. Hopper. And and I have to ask oh. if he flares someone else's nostrils. Yeah, I feel like I should get extra points if he manages to flare someone else's nostrils. Bonus. Okay. Mm-hmm. Prediction number two. Um, based on the end of this episode where we see the hardworking people at Hawkins Light and Power closing in on a house with some kids in it, I think Eleven's going to kill somebody. So prediction number two, okay. 11 kills someone. Okay. I, I think we should clarify the scoring system there. Oh. He just gets one point if he gets that right. But what if she kills like a million humans? Oh, that's a good question. Yes, yeah, Steve, did you, do you so have any? What we're trying to determine here is how much is a life worth? Is that what's going on? <laughs> yeah, what's the value of a human life? <laughs> yep. I'd, I'd say like a 16th of a point for what, every additional human. What if she kills... A um, four-month embryo, Steve. What's your position on that? Life, life starts at conception. Again, I'm not very progressive. What do you expect from me? Can we tell with an ultrasound at that age how many legs it's going to have? There, there's, there's big as baby carrots at that point. The legs. Baby carrots don't have legs, you dummy. <laughs> we can tell if it's going to be a baby carrot or not. Of course, if it was going to be a carrot, of course, when it's born, it will be a baby carrot. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm 
I'm sorry. I'm just gonna buzz in, but that's yeah, really me offensive. Too. It's really offensive to all babies. All babies matter, and you guys suck. So shut the hell up about babies. Yeah, what do you know about babies or carrots? We, you only drink coffee and beer. Do you, have you ever even had a vegetable? Nope. You only drink coffee and, and beer, and sometimes Corella and sweet teas. We just tea in the galaxy sip, and fuck you guys. Yeah, shut up. Shut up. Just keep making predictions. I'm sorry, babies. We'll uh, we'll get back. And, and we're back. <laughs> and we're back. Wow. Okay. Thanks, babies. Whatever. Um. So prediction number three, I guess. Things we were interrupted by some very angry babies. Oh, those were our producers. Oh, those are the ba- those are the producer babies. Oh, they're great. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. Love them. Babies. <laughs> All babies are wonderful. Uh, prediction number three. We're um, I'm gonna pull one back from last week because I see potential for. Um, it to be accurate in this episode as well. Nance is going to get a piece of that monster. Okay. She's buying bear traps, lighter fluid, some big-ass fucking nails. Yeah. Adam Sandler wouldn't steer her wrong. Yeah. That's a pretty good scene. Yeah. Um, prediction number four. Okay. Hopper smokes two cigarettes. Not three. Not one. Not one and a half. Two full cigarettes. Two full cigarettes. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, my fifth prediction this week, um, at the end of this episode, we see Jonathan whoop some ass. And I think Jonathan Byers is going to defend Nance's name after he gets out of jail, uh, defend her honor by going to all the graffiti written around town and just putting a knot in where it says uh, Nance the slut. It's going to say Nance is not the slut or something to that. Classic. Yeah. Real, real classy fellow is going to defend her honor. Okay. All right. Those are my predictions this week. Uh, five predictions. All right. All right. We'll see you next time on Steve's Prediction Corner, everyone's favorite segment. All right, an outro guys. Song? This is the outro song. There it was. All right. And we're back. Well, uh, you know what? We, we uh, when, when we just watch this, I will say just the last thing I have to say about this episode from start to finish, um, a lot happened. You know, I kind of forgot that Nance was still in the uh, upside down by the time we got to the very end. Like, just a ton of stuff happened. I feel like this one really, like, progressed the story in some big ways. I think everybody at this point, well, Nance and Jonathan, uh, Winona Ryder, I can't remember her character's name now. Joyce. Joyce and Hopper. Like, everybody believes there's some spooky stuff going on. Some hippie shit. And so, like, the story is just advancing at such a rapid rate now that um, from start to finish, we moved a lot. We covered a lot of ground. Um, so, I'm, you know, feel like we're moving towards a finale at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we also learned that Eleven apparently sucks at drawing, which, yeah. you know, who knows where that's going to go. Yeah, Will's a, a, a real talented fellow, and Eleven, well, just in her defense, she hasn't had the classes. She's kind of been isolated. Right, and not gonna lie, Joyce did end up on the honorable mentions for who's the hero, because because she solved the mystery of this other kid by uh, showing off her son's drawings. Yeah, which you know, a mom who supports the arts, what a hero! Exactly. Good enough, good enough for fourth place in this episode. <laughs> if that's unless either of you have anything else to add, I think it's probably time to rhyme three words. Woo! John, you had the initiative. You get to pick the first word. Ham.
Lamb. Spam. See you next episode. Bye. All right. Good job, guys. Good job. That was a lot better than last time. Goodness. I mean, I think that the jokes still weren't funny at all. Honestly, I didn't even laugh once. And in fact, I kind of fell asleep because I'm I'm kind of tired. I haven't really had my nap today yet, but it's sounded a lot better. I feel like you have an underdeveloped sense of humor. I'm just gonna say that we were laughing pretty hard. Hey, Dickie, shut up! <laughs> Fuck you, man. He he had a nap, but he hasn't even had a snack yet. Just shut up. up. When you when you just when you when you came through that wall, like when you pushed through that wall the week ago, we let you stay because you seem nice. Okay. Yeah, but you guys are nice. Yeah, real rude. Well, thanks. Using four-letter words. Didn't your mother teach you anything? Don't you dare talk about our mother! Say mother? Don't you dare talk about four-letter words like baby. That's a good word. Yeah. I was talking about fuck, you fucks. Yeah, I said Oh, it. I like I that one, it. too. That's a goodie. <laughs> that's, that's how he came into the world. Yeah. Yeah. Life and- starts at conception. We got it. Jesus. Amen. And hams we trust. Heard that. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a hams distributor. <laughs> hey. oh, ham I just wheel, I just wheeled this whole the hams in here. What yeah, just just 1970s cartoon bear selling stuff. Yeah, just set them right down. Just set them right down here next to our crib. That's where we want them. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. You guys are a little I young think, to be I'm going to need an 18-year-old to sign for these. Um, hey, hey, hi, Steve. Oh, um, now you're being nice. Hey, St- hey, Steve. Um, how old are you? 42. Um. Close enough. Sign here. <laughs> well, hey, Steve. All right, bye. Thanks, mister. Um, bye, hams, man. Steve, could you please fill up our bottles with... This hams and, and and then feed it to hey, us. Hey, I'm back. Make sure you don't make sure you don't fill up those babies' bottles and feed it to them. Okay, bye. Just get out of here, you hooligan. Fill up your own bottles. And then we really just like a nice pat on the back, and if you'd rock us to sleep. So uh. <laughs> I just I just shotgunned one of those hams. It was really good. Not really tired. It was like the same size as me. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty neat how you used both hands and it was just like the size of your whole body. That's right. Yeah, I just kicked it as hard as I could to open up the hole to shotgun it. It was great. I'm just gonna punch my fist my little baby fist through the side of mine. That sounds really smart. You're so smart. That was impressive. Mmm. <laughs> Alright. I'm going to go take my nap now. Me too. See you guys. All right, bye. Bye, guys. Good job.